fine. Okay, perfectly fine. Fine. Okay, fine. 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 You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, a political podcast where we recognize that everything is not at all fine and discuss what we can do about it. I'm Carissa. And I'm Sydney. So, yeah, we have, there's all these people on the right that are promoting uh, this fear around LGBTQ people, around drag shows, around um, children, like calling people that support these things or support those people or anything like that, groomers. And so I think on the right, we have Tucker Carlson and Jesse Waters on Fox News for sure. Um, in the internet space, you have people like Steven Crowder, um, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Tim Pool. Yeah, these um, are all like the national figures. Yeah, right. That, yeah. You know, that are in this whole theory also is like Q adjacent. Like we can't ignore that, the whole pedophile thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also libs of TikTok, which is huge and controversial, like taking one person who maybe, you know, there's shitty people in every group of people. Right. So I think you have this national kind of, it's bubbling and it's to serve a political purpose. And to create hate, harkening back to what fascism is, like creating an outgroup. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, there was even like, you know, the litter boxes in bathrooms that was like this crazy, like in all across the country in different like town halls and meetings. And then and that Joe Rogan perpetuated. Yes. And he said it was like his friend's wife told him they, that it was happening at they her always school. Say and that. it was like, and then he had to walk it back. And it's like, bro, you like said that. You yes. like knew personally, like that was an anecdote and it's yeah. always my wife's friend or my aunt or like <laughs> yes. some kind of tangential. And so that whole thing, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it was that there are litter boxes, kitty litter boxes in kids' bathrooms. Like they're taking it too far. Like they want to be, they feel like they're a little girl feels like she's a boy and wants to be he, him. And now look at how far they're taking it. They want to be cats. They want litter boxes. <laughs> the natural next step is they're just going to identify with cats or unicorns yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems like similar to when we were pushing as a country to legalize gay marriage. You're like, you're going to marry your dog next. Do you remember that? that no. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. They would be like, if we let gay people get married, then they'll marry their dogs too. And I'm like, I love my dog. You can't just marry anything. It's like, um, okay, well, it's another human being. Yeah. Like there are like, what the fuck? But the kitty litter Dude. boxes, just like everything, has a, a monicum of truth to it. So they do keep cat litter in this specific town in um, Aurora, Colorado, is where it originated. And they keep the kitty litter in each classroom for mass shootings. It's very American, guys. Yeah. What's it? What's the kitty litter? How, uh, what's it serves multiple for? purposes. Okay. It's number one. If in students- case they need a sh- fucking go to the bathroom when they're trapped in a fucking that's oh one of the God, reasons dude. so if you're no. in a lockdown for a mass shooting or number two it can help with blood so soaking up blood so it's not like a fall risk type thing if you have students you're trying to get out it serves multiple purposes it's absorbent and so that's the grim reality and so so instead of being like oh my gosh this is terrible you know aurora home of like huge terrible shooting like instead of being like shit what are we doing, America? They're like, groomers. Kids are turning into cats now. And they just turn on his head. So I think we... <laughs> I can't even believe this is fucking real. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> You've got to be pretty batshit, I think, to believe this. But so yeah. many people do. 
Yeah, that I mean that's that's really the issue here is that like like people believe it and it and there's just blatant lies like conflating trans people with the the whole groomer theory is saying that like gay and trans people that entire community is like grooming children to turn them trans and in the process they're like molesting them. Um there's just so much conflation which goes back to Ray Reynolds people thinking he wasn't conflating like being trans with being a sexual act and it's like if you look at all the other like there's a pattern here with this like groomer theory um and they they create the hate and the the fear around teachers also and also like another part of it is um men and like trans people in sports of their opposite opposite of their birth gender mm-hmm. and they're talk about like you know a man and wants to get in the pool with your kids like no, they just want to be, you know, like a lot of states have, they just want to be treated like humans, but a lot of these states have passed laws and it's literally because there's like one trans athlete in their whole freaking state. And they're and like, everybody freaked out. Yeah, yeah. We got to pass legislation. Like there was that one swimmer that like, I don't know, came in like sixth or something in the eighth I'm best. Sure Joe Rogan's covered that plenty of times. Definitely. <laughs> and like the eighth, the eighth best swimmer was like, she took my, like, you're the eighth best swimmer. Okay. Pipe down. Yeah, listen. Like, <laughs> You were getting in first or second anyways. <laughs> so instead of addressing the real problem, like why do we really have cat litter in a bathroom because we have t- mass shootings all the time? They're like, let's fear monger. liberal woke agenda. Yeah. Yeah. So all that like national groomer, LGBTQ, fear them. They're pedophiles. Um, teachers are pedophiles. They're grooming your kids. They don't say gay bill in Florida. Like there's been so, so much of it. Mm-hmm. we've got to be missing stuff can you think of anything else i mean other than the local gent we're going to be talking about but we have our own homegrown as always yeah um aaron thompson of the sure foundation he's on they're on east mill plain boulevard i guess 65th right? in mill plain at the old first independent bank building it backs up to the weed shop yeah this guy has said a whole lot of crazy shit um specifically like since the q nightclub shooting which we'll get into as well but while we're talking about him that that uh, club got shut up the other day now am i sad that five homos got shot no i'm not sad at all as a matter of fact i think it's a good thing that they're not here anymore to molest kids and i'm again i'm not condoning anybody to do anything like that i don't believe it's right to take the law into our own hands and i've said that so many times but here's what I won't be upset about. I'm not going to be upset when someone that hates God and actively is promoting against God and hates his guts and molests children, even if it is just their eyeballs, to have to see these freaks writhing around and, and, and you know doing all these crazy dances in front of children and then afterwards reading them a book or something. I said it's not right to take the law into your own hands, but I do understand why people are so fed up because our own government is protecting these freaks. And that's all you see on the media right now. You know, right-wing MAGA kills, you know, these these queers and then some guy jumped in and helped them or whatever. Who cares? Like, I really don't care that those people got killed. And you're like, that sounds really hateful, Pastor. Well, it is hateful because I do hate them because they're a, a menace and a wart on the rear end of society. And there, there's nothing redeeming about them whatsoever. Listen, we're in America. 
We can say whatever we want. And I'm not inciting violence, so don't even try to go there. But anyway, happy, happy Thanksgiving. You know, sitting there teaching little children about the filth of sodomy, they should be taken out back and shot in the back of the head. Amen. By the government, by the way, <laughs> not by us. Amen. Look, I'm not telling anybody to kill anybody. Well, let me make that clear. I'm not saying Christians should do it. If a Christian does it, I didn't tell them to do that. They didn't get that idea from me. I believe that if someone's worthy of death, that the government should carry out that sentence, Romans 13, end of story. Someone was saying to me this morning, they were you know, texting me, telling me that I'm gonna lose my tax exempt status or whatever, for talking about how the government should kill you know, people of the LGBT or whatever. And that I'm calling, they always say this, you're calling for the death. You're calling for the death. No, I'm just saying the government should do their job. So I can share it on Twitter with that fat sounding guy, uh, that atheist guy, what's his name, Mehmet or whatever. What's his name, Brother Sean? So once again, just a crazy blanket statement that gay people molest children with no evidence, nothing. Um, dot, dot, dot. Quote, they molest children even if it is just with their eyeballs. So once again, conflating just like being gay or looking trans or being a drag queen just in front of children is in and of itself a sexual act, an indecent act, exactly what Ray Reynolds was saying the previous episode that we covered um, when he was on that cross-politic podcast with Joe Kent, who um, espouses the same garbage. Loser Joe Kent. Um, and yeah, this this Aaron Thompson guy, he's like, he's even, he's even scarier. I mean, yeah, he's like, I really don't care that those people got killed. Um, he called them freaks mo multiple times. He used the F- F slur, is that the correct? Yes. I believe so, yeah. Um, he says that teachers that teach sodomy, sodomy to little children, quote, little children. Sodomy. Because, yeah, because, you know, you guys remember when you had that sodomy class in when you were eight? Yeah. Like, I don't know. My daughter's not like telling me she's being taught those things. Like, what the fuck? Like, they're just straight up making things up here. So, um, yeah, anyhow, um, so that's, yeah, saying that teachers need to be shot in the back of the head. Um, but disclaimer, he's not calling for people doing that. He just wants the government to do it or the government to do their job, even though like that's actually not the job of the government to kill gay people last time I checked. So, yeah, I guess that's a new policy that he's calling for. I think that's the government they want, not the government we have. Exactly. Exactly. And and but he's like, I'm not calling for anything. It's like, well, you're calling for a policy of of killing gay people, essentially, or or people that let children know that gay people exist. I don't know. Like, so that's he's trying to avoid being accused of stochastic terrorism. Right. So stochastic terrorism is just. Um, violence motivated by an ideology. And so this ideology that gay people are groomers, that they're teaching your kids, like that's so extreme. They're teaching your kids sodomy classes, like yes. second period, I go to sodomy and exactly. then- like, Sorry, I'm late for sodomy, gotta go. Yeah. Gotta do my sodomy homework. <laughs> like, what does that look like? Exactly. Anyway, don't think about what that looks like. So Aaron Thompson is not without his own stochastic event or terrorist, right? He's inspired some people. Yes, there was a man that was arrested on Whidbey Island uh, fairly recently. And I think there were protests outside the church when that occurred. His name is Tyler Dinsmore, 27-year-old Navy veteran. 
Um, he drew several con- complaints, making unprovoked homophobic threats this month. So luckily, this person was apprehended by the police before he did something just because he was so blatant and out there with his bigoted hate rhetoric cops um, did police threats. work it's amazing yes <laughs> so yeah so surprise surprise and so he has a connection to aaron thompson of course aaron thompson has tried to minimize that connection but he's he's at least been an attendee of that church a few times um so he's not without his own incident um locally so he has created not created but what's the right terminology here like, so he has, you know, his own violent connection inspired his own little terrorist. Um, but I still don't know if that justifies like giving him more attention now because I don't, it's such a fine. Exactly. Fine unless line. there, exactly. Unless there is a, because yeah, I mean, his, his uh hate speeches are like going viral right so he he does have a lot of attention on him and and sadly like people are kind of like making their names off of being this way too so it's like we don't want to like give him notoriety like the colombian covered it surprisingly in this like very tepid colombian way where they don't actually say like they're like these are the facts like there's no like analysis threat to our community or like what Which, should be done about this? <laughs> or, yeah. And not even like a complete history. Just like, yeah, well, this guy said this was good. What do you know? Like, Which I don't think is quite enough. But I don't know what is enough. Um, I just know that we have to do what we always say. What How you push back against fascism is you show up. And so if there are people that are part of this community, I don't think it should necessarily be led by people like us that are um, protected. But if there are people who are feeling you know, vulnerable in our community, like allies should show up. So the Q nightclub shooting, I think is what prompted us to kind of, and what prompted um, one of his rants. Yeah. So we all know, right. The Q nightclub, we just heard about it in, what was it? In Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yeah. And I think four people or five people were killed. Five people murdered at least 19 injured last I checked. Okay. And this was at just the, you know, Colorado Springs is a fairly um, red area. I think there's a military base there. And this was like the one place in town where people um, that identify or support the LGBTQ community could go to be themselves and to feel safe. And this shooter had like a, a DV history. I think we should have maybe have an episode about guns because if I think if we just prevented anyone with a DV history from owning a firearm, I think 70% of mass shootings have a DV connection. So he had a previous DV charge, had threatened to, you know, bomb or blow up um, his mom's house. I believe he was in his mom's house. He had weapons, he had ammunition, and he had a homemade bomb. And they had to clear the neighborhood. And yeah. it was because his parents were trying to stop him from doing a mass shooting, I think. Like he yeah, was talking or, about it then. Yeah, he. they called in a bomb threat, I I believe is how the, the cops yeah. arrived. Yeah, like, yeah. So he had this history and then it was like sealed and he was never prosecuted this weird And why thing. was it sealed? It does anybody know why this like No. That's super sketch too. And then you know his his grandfather is some uh state senator from California? Yeah. Super some, mega guy? Yeah, I guess I think he just uh was voted out of oh, whatever. Good. I think he was in charge of. <laughs> and the shooter's dad yeah. 
Yeah. So the the father of this shooter, right? Twenty two year old shooter. We don't need to say his name. Yeah. Um, is a porn star, a Mormon porn star, a Mormon porn star meth addict who's very, very clearly on meth. Yeah. And confirmed that he is a meth addict, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Nothing is speculation. He hasn't had anything to do with the shooter since the shooter was 16. He was told that the shooter died or something. Yeah. Like he wasn't something like that. Like the mom told the dad that. And so the dad found out that the kid died. Yeah. Like, so he had, that's why he hadn't had any contact with him for all this time. So like five or six years later, he finds out that his son did was this shooter and his reaction was like, well, he's not gay, is he? And then he was just grateful that his son wasn't gay and didn't care that he was. Yeah. He said like in our like religion, like we don't do gay. Yeah. We're conservative. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even though the Mormon religion has made an exception and now accepts LGBTQ people. Really? As of 2015, I want to say. Yeah. So it's not. Maybe he just hasn't been to church in a while. All yeah. The, all the porn shoots got in the way. Like, yeah. He wasn't so. allowed to smoke meth there. So he had to <laughs> skip a couple but like sermons. You, yeah. You wonder. Oh, and the other thing that once the shooter was arrested, his defense attorney came out and said, oh, his pronouns are they, them. Like probably just fucking garbage. Probably to try to plea down from a hate crime, but also his, his intake documents listed his pronouns as he, him text messages with his mom that same day, redress him as he, him. So it's just trying to muddy the waters and make people not think this is just a straight up hate crime. Yeah. So the shooter enters the nightclub, starts shooting, has a, like, I think a pistol and an assault rifle and is tackled by a guy there happens to be a veteran and, he gets help and he tackles the guy like they're holding him down, beating him. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, the original guy that was helping him stepped aside and uh, one of the people performing came over and started kicking the shooter with their stiletto heel, which is one of my... Oh, f- fuck yeah. I didn't hear that <laughs> yeah. little tidbit. Wow. And you look at the pictures of him when he got arrested and you can see like the stiletto marks on his face. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. Oh, I'm like, God. we should release tons of photos of every one of these shooters that is alive at the end, that's just beat to shit. Like (laughs) just to give it, make us all feel a little something not. I know it's sad, like to feel compelled to be excited about violence against these motherfuckers because it is just like, it's so horrifying. I think a lot of what we're doing here is like laughing. So we don't cry, you know? So like, I hope people know we're like taking this shit seriously, but no, of course, taking it seriously, but yeah. it is like, like, how is this the world we live in? What the mm-hmm. hell? Like, that's yeah. a lot of it. And it feels good to hear a story where, like, it's like, fuck, well, you know, five people, a lot of people were injured still, but, like, a lot more could have been. And, like, it's it's nice to finally hear a story where, like, that motherfucker got taken down and he got a fucking stiletto to the face. Yeah. <laughs> and he got pistol whipped by a vet. Like, yep. fuck you. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> the vet took his gun and was beating him with the gun, just pistol whipping him and then getting him kicked with a stiletto heel. So, yeah, that's and a little I, bit like, emasculating, I hope. A little fucking chud. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And uh, like about the vet, too, like he was interviewed and he said that like he had to leave. Um, the service after 15 years when he would have had his pension at 20 years 
Um, and that's just because he couldn't handle combat combat exactly and he was so traumatized by that and then he comes home and he's just having to wanting to have a good night out with his family yeah um and this is what happened and it's like this whole like good guy with a gun theory is like i don't know it's like i i do support people like having protection i guess i just i just mean like the idea that like we should just be like oh well there's gonna be a good guy around um you know to <laughs> to to yeah. come in there and yeah it's just like I it's mean, like no we don't want to like re-traumatize people and people still died like so you know I, we're not here to have the conversation about gun control or anything like that and he, you know the guy who took him but, down didn't have a gun exactly it was just somebody who he was just knew. trained in exactly and probably mm-hmm. you know like traumatized and so his like fight or flight kicked in and you know yeah. he wasn't scared because he'd done this before it may not even been a window left but i saw a lot of people and this guy was there and i saw the acu pattern uh flag vest and for me that was like there's a handle i'm getting it so i ran across the room grabbed the handle pulled him down and then started to uh well actually i think i went for his gun with him his rifle flew in front of him um and the young man that tried to jump in there with me um he he we both either pulled him down or whatever but he ended up at his head uh and right next to the ar and then with the ar he we i told him push the ar get the AR away from him the kid pushed the ar i i don't know what his name was um and then I, I proceeded to take his other weapon, the pistol, and then just start hitting him at where I could, but the armor's in the way. And I just started, I found a crease in his, between his, his armor and his head, and I just started wailing away uh, with his gun. Um, and then I told the kid in front of me, kick him, keep kicking him. And we were, I was, yeah, I was guiding him, I was telling people, call 911, call 911. I brought him down. I, I, <laughs> I was in mode. I was I was doing what I did. I do downrange, you know. I train. I trained for this. I don't want to ever do this. I I didn't even retire because I was just I was done doing this stuff. It was too much, and uh, I I'm you know it came in handy and and I got to protect my my kid. I lost my kid's boyfriend. I tried. I tried to have everybody in there. I still feel bad that there's five people. <laughs> There's five people that didn't go home. And this, this guy, I told him while I was eating, I said, I'm going to kill you, man, because you tried to kill my friends. My family was in there. Or not, but he explains like he's there. It's his daughter's best friend that's performing in the drag show. And it was his birthday and they were all there. And he was like, well, of course I support him. Like, you know, because the news tried to be like, why are you at the drag show? Or you, you know. And if you haven't seen the clip of the guy, it's definitely worth watching. He's um, very humble and honest and, you know, cries and talks about how everybody in that club that night had to experience combat. And that was not their choice. He experienced it, chose to enlist. It broke him essentially because he couldn't handle it anymore. And that all those people and people he loves, like he describes his, he was there with friends also that two of his friends were shot and injured and he turned one of their faces away from their spouse so they wouldn't see them, but then put their hands in each other's hands so they would know they were there with each other, thinking they were going to die that way. Like, I can't imagine having, I'm going to cry right now, having to do that. And he didn't, you know, wasn't like on the news wanting any credit. It was just, this is the way it is. And this is what I had to do. And very matter of fact about it, but also emotional and sweet 
and it's not anything anybody should have to experience. And after all of that, you know, this isn't the first time a club's been shot up, you know, there's pulse years mm-hmm. ago. Um, so many people on the right, including our local fundy, like fundamentals, what's his name? Aaron. Aaron Thompson. Aaron Thompson. Such a generic Shur, name. The Sugar Foundation. Yeah. It always is a generic <laughs> white boy name. Exactly. Yeah. So him and Tucker Carlson and all these people didn't come out and denounce the violence like they usually do. They cheered it on. So there was no toning down of rhetoric afterward. And this was stochastic terrorism. And the shooter's alive. So we'll get to hear from him in his own words. So you um, feel like this is a, a ratcheting up. I mean, Usually I, after something like this, people come out and denounce, but now yeah. it's almost like, hey, yeah, no, like, this is what we believe. Yeah. They're, they've commodified it. They're selling it. Yeah. <laughs> this Maybe is, people should stop going to these things is what they're saying. And just... Yeah, go back into hiding everybody yeah. in the community or in that community. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that, to me that represents a ratcheting up. Like if you look a lot of times when there's an episode of like what I think is stochastic terrorism, like... um breaking into Nancy Pelosi's house with the hammer. Um, instead of being like, yep, that's our guy. They're like, well, clearly he was gay. He was the gay lover. He wasn't on our side. Like the right will quickly denounce anything that's actually violent when it makes national news. And this, they were like, that's our boy. Like there wasn't that. So that's pretty scary to me. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's because they are, the LGBTQ community is being, held up as equal to pedophiles to child molesters the idea that the right is saying lgbtq people are pedophiles and they're grooming while supporting child pageants where there's three four or five year old girls in makeup intentionally sexualized i fucking know (laughs) and also the idea that you think like a man dressed as a woman means that you think lipstick and clothing is sexualization exactly like is makeup sexualizing it sexualizing in itself because if that's the case like the problem lies within you exactly 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 like i think a lot of it maybe you getting aroused by exactly lipstick like Like, i don't know i think a lot of them are like afraid like oh shit maybe it's not actually a woman i'm attracted to maybe it's the makeup and the clothing and oh my gosh they had a moment of attraction when they encountered a trans person like oh my god get a little half chub and freak out (laughs) like it's not yeah and this is what they do i mean yeah it seems again like harkening back to the elements of fascism right like this is othering this is creating that other group to hate to give them like to rally around that hate and this gives them their three minutes of hate um and we have we heard similar rhetoric before <laughs> historically then is that what in you're nazi saying? germany we did oh, okay yeah yeah so similar to what we're seeing today the nazis also villainized and gathered up and tried to crush like specifically lgbt I don't think it was Q then, um, clubs and yeah, there's, there's a long history of this. I can read directly if that's helpful, but. So it's uh, once again, like seeing gayness as a disease, something that can be caught. They literally called it like, so they intentionally, the Nazis intentionally conflated homosexuality, child molestation, and the quote seduction of youth. So there was a widespread belief among Germans that homosexuality is not inborn, but instead can be acquired and spread. So now I don't think that's within our society. I don't think that's a, we don't believe that anymore. You know, we've evolved, thankfully. 
But the Nazis were particularly concerned that their all-male organizations, such as the Hitler Youth, um, not be seen, could not be seen as hotbeds of homosexual recruitment. So they wanted to maintain like that masculinity and supremacy of the military and to not appear as weak. So that led to their treatment of the LGBTQ community. But here, I think it's less about that and more just about trying to acquire power through, you know, rallying around this, this hate. And it also does other things. Like if you're villainizing teachers, like that's a great way to bust up the teachers unions and the, the things that they're already trying to do. It does serve like a capitalist economic purpose. Exactly. You have to, there's always, there always has to be a few groups to scapegoat. Yeah. Um, in order to justify not everybody yeah. <laughs> having what they need to live or yeah. Um, being treated with dignity. Um, and I think, so th- when I first heard, you know, drag queen story hour, right? Like I am not a part of the LGBTQ community and I had never heard a drag queen story hour. And I'm like, okay, well like my um, experience with drag queens was, you know, you go out to the club, you know, here in Portland, we had like Darcells or whatever, and you have a couple of drinks and you go to the drag show and it's just fun. And they're, you know, they are like behaving sexy and whatever. And so I'm like, okay, well that's clearly like a bar, you know, that's going to be different. So I was like, what the hell is drag queen story hour? And if you, go look like I encourage you Fox News will play clips of drag queen story hour sometimes and literally blur out as if it's nude I was just gonna yeah <laughs> you sent me a clip yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that uh, it showed a gal on a runway mm-hmm. at like a pride event there was a kid like on the runway but she's scantily clad I would yeah. say but no more than like any like dancer not necessarily a stripper but like yeah you know, at a blazer um, game, the blazer dancer yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The cheerleaders so that you, yeah. Yeah. So she's in a, a beige outfit and I noticed that too. I was like, are they, are they blurring they blur out it. the top when it's a And see, that wasn't covering? even, that wasn't even like drag queen story hour. So at cl- the Q night club, the next morning they were going to have a drag brunch and th- what these drag brunches are, they're just, first of all, they're always almost everyone I've seen is fully clothed, but the story hour in particular that's at the library is like a, like not, not sexual in the slightest. It's like they're in a rainbow big dress, like a muumuu thing, like what my grandma wears in Hawaii. You know what I mean? <laughs> With like a wig and some lipstick and usually reading a book about how being different is fine. That's their whole vibe. They're not like, Hey, I like to fuck whatever. I like to come to my sodomy class they're like hey (laughs) being different is okay it's okay to be different you don't have to be held to these toxic gender norms that we instill on you in society and you can like be who you want to be and like societal beauty standards like you can be different be Mm -hmm. who you feel like you want to be because things like fashion and whatever like that's all a self-expression so if you've gendered it like i don't i'm not a parent but if i was i think you'd be like whatever you want to wear like i don't know i don't really care like is it appropriate for the weather okay exactly like (laughs) Like, i might suggest a coat or like (laughs) shoes are probably required (laughs) but like i i can't imagine i don't remember my mom or my parents ever being like you know you can't like you're going out looking a little gay like yeah exactly exactly nobody cares but i mean i i would argue there's dads that do that to their sons yeah absolutely and like they i that's probably like really psychically destructive yeah so yeah but the idea that this drag brunch like it's really just everyone's welcome like you're fine to be different it's okay we're all worthy of respect and whatever like it's just this very 
wholesome message that kids maybe aren't getting other places. Yeah. And also it's up to a parent if they want to go to that. Like there was a, a clip of a drag queen story hour in Arizona and like the proud boys were busting in and it's like four kids and their parents and you know, a drag queen that's, I don't know, one of their dads, like, it's not like a, you know, whatever. And the proud boys bust into this library all aggressively in tight shirts with guns. Like, what do you think you're doing? What are the children going to be more traumatized by you busting in with guns? Like, thinking that you might shoot them or something yeah. or um they're yeah, like we're just story being time we're just being read a book here <laughs> the hell yeah. and then there's another group of people that push back which i love um like that it's called the john brown's gun club and they're all over the country but there's different you know so if you guys don't know who john brown was like he was an abolitionist and so there's john brown's gun club he like went around like the left with guns back then and so that's what their name harkens back to and they'll show up when the right tries to organize against um these events in black block so black from head to toe with their ars with whatever like just to keep the chuds away from the kids and to keep those people safe and it shouldn't come to that like that's terrifying but it has come to that yeah is what we are positing here yeah yeah And I'm afraid it's going to get worse, if I'm being honest. No, I don't know if our... So our little homegrown fella, Aaron Thompson, I don't think... He doesn't have a very big congregation. I mean, it's an old bank building. How big can it be? Right. And But he did... He went viral. And maybe some of you saw the viral clip of him after the Q shooting and didn't realize he was from here. Um, But I don't know what... And we had one of our listeners, I guess, reach out and say they wanted to organize a protest... But I think, I don't Yeah, we have a, a couple thoughts on that. Um, like, yeah, do listeners, does anybody think that um, that would be a safe situation to protest outside of? I Like, do I think it should happen? There should be something to, like, some kind of recourse for this guy. Um, like, we, we don't want him to continue yeah. sp- speaking like that and, um, like grooming more (laughs) (laughs) more violence yeah more hateful people yeah i mean on one hand i think a protest would breathe more air into him and give him more attention exactly yeah um on the other hand like i'm thinking okay so if you if you do a protest what are you hoping to accomplish so if we did a protest it would uh, create more attention around him like now honestly if you drive by that church you notice the dry cleaner sign more than the church right Mm -hmm. it's just this unassuming small where he is spreading hate in our community, but does protesting that stop him spreading that hate or does it give him more national notoriety? Yeah. Like unless there's an, an action behind it, like, um, like, like, I don't know if he could, like, it sounds like what he's saying. I'm not a legal expert, but like there is a such thing as hate speech and that's not protected speech. I don't know. He's they're in like a private, I mean, church. So, but, it's a church. So how do you get their tax exempt status removed? So that would be the, I think that's maybe our only, cause he, you should he not noted, be tax exempt boss. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he, um, he referenced that, like, like people had told him like, dude, you're going to get that removed. So maybe that that's where recourse could happen because like I could see a protest like for raising awareness for something like that. But if you're just like, 
protesting to say hey there's a hateful fucking bigot here yeah um with nothing you're not um it yeah it's just a an awareness protest and you're not saying like hey go email whoever or hey go do this um so i think like hopefully some kind of action behind it also like um i personally haven't seen like anyone in the local like lgbtq plus scene that like i follow um have come out and say that like we someone should do something like this um so yeah those are just questions to be had and like we will totally support whatever people do um we just want it to be like smart targeted and safe as safe as it can be you know obviously like uh speaking out isn't safe these days so um everybody has to has to weigh those uh considerations but yeah I don't think I would feel comfortable, especially, I mean, maybe, maybe the better move would be to identify who the churchgoers are and just. Yeah. Public, sh- publicly public shame. shame. Them. Yeah. I know for sure. My friend told me her old boss that works at Fred Meyer on Sheklov and Mill Plain, Rick attends that church. So I can call out one person. <laughs> okay, there we go. Old oh, Rick yeah. at the Fred Meyer. So one thing we could do, and we could put this in the show notes if people want to, is if you suspect, this is uh, reading from the IRS's website, if you suspect a tax-exempt exempt organization is not complying with tax laws, you may send information to the Tax-Exempt and Government Entities Division. Uh, there's a form you can send, or you can uh, send a letter and attach supporting documents. So we can put instructions for how to do that and identify... Um, exactly what complaint we would file against this church to try to get them removed. Yeah. And if anybody listening feels like an expert in this area, like, please hit us up, let us know. Definitely. We definitely need to go back to Ray Reynolds briefly. So Ray Reynolds and Joe Oh yeah, he still has his job. Yeah. They both lost their elections, thankfully, but Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Reynolds still has his job with Vancouver PD. And there is that same petition that one of our lovely listeners started and now has, do you know how many signatures? Last I checked, it was at around 1300. Okay. And Um, so you can also write to city council and we can put that information. I think they have some power. Is that true? Do you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've, they've made a statement to protect people based on their, (laughs) them being a protected class. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they, they do have control over that and then as as far as i know there's um there the investigation is still ongoing like there there was an investigation that was done by vancouver pd exactly so uh, like it hasn't been reported otherwise that that investigation has concluded but what i would be afraid of is um this being swept under the rug them saying hey we investigated you know quietly close the case and we need to keep fire under it i think if we if we want to see it through so like people could could also speak at the vancouver city council i know that that's um difficult for some people you could bring a group um you know there's just more power in numbers and yeah and and just emailing as well so um yeah we need to finish the job on ray reynolds Seriously, like he lost the election but he's he's still a police officer do you want him yeah he, pull, he pulls <laughs> like, you over and suspects you might be molesting him with your eyeballs <laughs> Like, what the hell? And you know, that can't be. <laughs> he gets a half job. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do it. It's like, are you a man with mascara on? Or you just have well, great I eyelashes. Like it. Why do I like it? 
Oh, so you could <laughs> serious again. You could also file a complaint, another complaint, in addition to the one that we filed. Yeah, uh, with Vancouver Police Department also because if you know we know for sure they got one complaint, but if they get in a whole bunch more, I think that increases the chances that this isn't swept under the rug. So we can include their action items there at the bottom. And if anybody feels really strongly that they want to hold some kind of protest or discuss the validity of that or organize that that's part of this threatened community or any other threatened community, because I guarantee if he's, you know, part of this whole fundy fundamentalist movement, um, hating on LGBTQ people, I guarantee he's also hating on, you know, immigrants and there's a huge rise in anti-Semitism right now. That's another, you know, other group also not new. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the people that are threatened, like you have allies and we'll be happy to connect, you know, people and facilitate however we can. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. So if you're listening to all this and you feel very, you know, helpless or unsure or scared or wanting to do something, you know, there are some actions, right? So number one, we can file a complaint with the IRS to hopefully get Aaron Thompson's church to lose their tax exemption status. Number two, we can work to get Ray Reynolds out of his position of power. So both of those things will include lists of how you can, how you can do those. Those are both two very safe things you can do from your home where you're not risking violence. And if somebody out there feels compelled to do something more, please reach out and we'd be happy to facilitate that. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be back with an uplifting episode about climate change next. (laughs) 